This is Peter. And this is Tom. And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. This is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Reska, and welcome back to the podcast. What's up, Tom? How's it going today, Pete? Today, I'm, I'm looking forward to your uh, amazing singing talents. That's what I'm looking forward to today. Well, we can't actually sing anything because if we do... Uh, we'll... we might... Copyright laws. <laughs> yeah, copyright laws are going to prevent us from really singing anything today. But you know, Although, I don't know. Can we... Si- well, I think we could sing it. We just can't play the actual song. The actual music and stuff? Yeah, probably. Right? Well, I, I, I thought... Not exactly, exactly. not exactly a singer. Yeah, no. No, neither am I. So, today, we are discussing... Or just talking, really, um, about Billy Joel's most famous song, which he doesn't necessarily really like that much. I can't really say Billy Joel's most famous song. It's probably a history, a Billy Joel, um, a history teacher's favorite Billy Joel song. Let's put it that way. I like that better. That's what it is. You're right. Let's go with that. We didn't start the fire, right? Forty years of history in under five minutes. Yes, basically. So we're gonna try to run through this song. Put it in historical context. Give me some background about it. Background on the individual, the people, the events that uh, Joel is singing about, talking about in this song. How many events did you say you counted? There are 118 events listed in this song that he goes through. That's nuts. So that that, well, for those of you that that, that we assume, obviously, that everyone's heard the song, right? So we don't we don't have to sing it. (laughs) Well, I'm sure even if they don't, once they start hearing the melody, people are aware the song. There's so many parodies out there of the song i mean it's out there and as you mentioned before i think that every teacher that has ever taught united states history to you know which is more of the the you know modern yeah time frame uh has some way shape or form in some way shape or form incorporated the song into their lesson plans i mean i know i have have incorporated made that made the students write an extra verse or even just talked about it certain times i know a lot of sometimes when we covered a topic that was in the song i'm like you know the billy joe song when they say mention this well this is that guy here talking about this is that individual this is that event and some of the kids like oh yeah some of the kids like i don't know what you're talking about so yeah some of the kids are like who's billy joe yeah (laughs) get out of my room (laughs) keep keep, keep on texting keep on texting all right so let's uh as you mentioned tom let's kind of start off um a background of the song and then we'll try to run through this song um obviously you know this is not the longest podcast in the world but hopefully we could provide some historical context to the background to it a little bit of background you want to get us started tom what do you you got really joe um he says in some several documentaries that he got the idea um shortly after he turned 40 he was in a recording studio with a friend of his um sean lennon who's actually 21 years old at the time and john lennon's son yeah actually saying you know it's a terrible time to be 21 um, and then Joe's like, yeah, well, I remember being 21 too. It was, you know, we had things like the Vietnam, you know, drug problems, civil rights and stuff like that. And then the, and Lennon says, yeah, but it's different for you. You were a kid in the fifties. You know, it's, it's different. Nothing. Ha- he actually said to him, nothing happened in the fifties. And then Joe, who actually at one point wanted to be a history teacher. He actually I just, said I that. saw that as well. He yeah. wanted to be a history um, teacher. He said, you didn't hear about things. He actually says in the interview, he said, you didn't hear things about like the Korean war or the Suez canal. And then right there, he's like, "This this would make a pretty interesting song." So he kind of that kind of formed the basic framework for the song. So he got into it. And he writes a song. Surprisingly, years later, uh, the song comes out in 1989. It's a huge hit. It's um it's on the release of his album Stormfront, and it winds up becoming number one song for that year. But Billy Joel actually doesn't like the song very much. Um, yeah. He compares it to some of his other songs, like the longest like longest time, which he says is like 
um, the melody just sounds so much better. He compares yeah, he said, musically. He yeah. said this musically, this song is terrible. It's like he's terrible quoting, song. quoted yeah. as saying that. Yeah, he says it's a terrible song. He says whenever he hears the melody for Weeding Out the Fire, to him, it feels like a dentist drill. So he really, yeah. really didn't like it. Um, and then yeah. people yeah. kind of asked him, well, you, did you try to chronicle the Cold War in this song? He's like, no, I just happened to be like when the song came out in 89, like the Soviet Union basically closed down. Yeah, it collapsed. Yeah, yeah. which is future podcast. There we go. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's just basically the 40 years that he lived through. And anyone can really yeah. do this. Kind of look, look at your lifespan. Look when you were born. And you kind of just look up all the events that took place since you were born. And you're going to have these events similar to this in there. It says, you know, putting yeah. it to a melody and making it, you know, making it rhyme, making it sound with the flow and everything like that. But um, he put it, he puts it all together. The a music video comes out, which is a pretty famous music video at the time too, where it's basically just Joel kind of in a kitchen and the family keeps on coming in and out as they go through the decades. Yep. And um, the whole time it's like a fire in the background um, going through. And basically Billy Joe captures all the major events, the personalities that was in this uh, half century, but pretty much in, in three minutes. And it, it's basically an information overload is what I like to call yeah. it. He said, um, again, he's also quoted as saying, it's like a mosquito buzzing around your head. You know, that's kind of how he compared it. And he also, so you kind of mentioned this. This is his life, like the events that happen in his life. So he starts with the year he was born. And then he runs up to 89, basically, when he uh, when he recorded the song. So it, it chronicles his life year by year by year. And the song itself, chronologically speaking, actually starts in in a very like timeline fashion. It is event after event, and they're all grouped per year when they occurred. So it's like he's running through the events, like you said. Of each, his one, each one deals with, uh, each verse deals with certain topics. So they deal with popular entertainment, foreign affairs, and sports. That's what he's really yep. looking for there. He's looking, so you have like yep. the political aspect, you have the culture aspect, particularly in the United States, but also ones you've seen in other parts of the world. And um, then sports, the major sports stars are all intermingled in this. So it's giving a whole impression of the culture at the time. Like I said, there's 118 events that are listed in this song, which is all crazy. Right, so you want to you wanna get you want to get to some of these? Let's, uh... All right, so let's start. So he starts off in 1948, the year he was born. Right. And yep. he starts off the song with uh, President of the United States, Harry Truman. Wait, hold on. It. Is it 48 or was it 49? Well, Truman wins the election in 1948. Yeah, you're right. It's 48 yeah, and 49. He was born, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so 48. Harry Truman. Yep. That's, that's a good it. one. We did a podcast on that guy. Yes, we did. Please listen. Yeah, so Harry Truman, uh, self explanatory. That's, that's what you need to know. That's what you need to know about Harry Truman is that. Yeah, but he, uh, listen. Yep. No, no. Well, Harry Truman, yeah, obviously, you know, he was a president at the end of World War II, decided to drop the atomic bombs on Japan, defeats, has that famous. Picture defeating Dewey in 1949. And uh, Doris Day was a famous um, singer, essentially an actress, a movie star, singer, really known for her movies with uh, actor um, Rock Hudson. She made her first movie debut in 1948 at the age of 16, which is why she makes it to this song in this particular year, which is 1948, 49. Yeah, the, in um, the movie um, Romance on the High Seas Yeah, was the main... It was like a major movie during that time, too, when she debuted. She just passed away, actually. She passed away in May of 2019. She yeah, was 97. 97. Yeah, no, wow. Wow. Um, Red China uh, refers to essentially... Um, the communist takeover in China. Yeah, the communist takeover in China, which many people believed was kind of a setback for Harry Truman because, you know, they said it happened during his watch as if he had anything to do with it. But that's what it means. So China becomes communist. 
Uh, Johnny Ray was basically a rock and roll singer at the time. He was actually partially deaf, right? Yep. He and was he wrote a song. One of his most famous songs was called Cry, which was actually a number one hit. And he actually cried while performing a song. And he was a top star during this time. Um, a lot of other songs, again, a lot of the people listening to this might know some of these songs, like Little White Cloud That Cried and Walking in the Rain. But it was a major rock and roll singer during this time period. So again, showing the culture, showing the, the entertainment side. Yep. South and Pacific. South Pacific, right? Yes. Highly popular Broadway musical, obviously. But the reason why he makes it here, it's because it's 1958, and that's when it was made into a hit movie. Exactly. Yep. But also, best-selling soundtrack. Actually, it's interesting. If you look at like history of best-selling albums in the 50s and like 60s, it was almost all of them were movie-related. Well, that was just so thing, weird. Yeah. You know, a lot of musicals and a lot of, mo- you know, obviously musicals. You remember but- even like, I guess, young, like years ago, you used to have like those big songs like, like company with movies and they would always become like big, like going out and getting Yeah, the like soundtrack. Titanic, right? The, Titanic, my, my heart even, will go on. Even, uh, what's, oh my goodness. What's that one from, uh, from Armageddon? You know, like Aerosmith. Or uh, whatever, Aerosmith, yeah. He's singing that. That was like a big thing. And you don't, I don't know if you see it. I guess you still see it with like the Disney movies and stuff. Dang it. What's the name of that song? I don't know. It'll come to me later. It'll, someone, someone will comment someone, on it. Someone will comment on it. Um. All right, so what's after? What was after South yeah, Pacific? Uh, Walter Winchell, which was he's a yeah. newspaper journalist. He basically invented the gossip column. Yep. That was and this next person. Um, I know you probably didn't. You probably know them from the song Pete, but not from anywhere else. And that's Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> I know who Joe DiMaggio is. He's isn't he Marilyn Monroe's husband? For no, nine I'm just, months. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. For <laughs> nine months, kidding. yeah. Of course, I know who Joe DiMaggio is. Uh, what team did he play for? Uh Yankees. There you go. Good guess. Good guess. Boom. Boom. Yes, but he was basically the the baseball player of this time. Signs a record breaking hundred thousand dollar contract at the time with the New York Yankees. Um, hits safely in fifty six straight games, which is still a record today. Um, he's actually in other songs. This is actually one of the s- second songs that he's actually in. Um, the famous Simon Garfunkel song. Yeah, Mrs. They, Robinson. Mrs. Right? Robinson. They said, "Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio?" Joe and Joe has yeah. nothing gone away. And Joe DiMaggio was so angry. Uh, Simon Garfunk, he actually he thought they were making fun of him. They actually he actually wanted to sue them for a time until his people right. kind of explained to him like, no, they're they're basically calling you an American icon, Joe. And so just kind of calm down here. Calm down, Joe. Calm he down. he was he was very protective of his image. I didn't that realize that he was only married to Melanie Monroe for nine months. Well, yeah, they got he he paid for her funeral though. They, there and was like, talks from what I saw. He, he they were probably going to get remarried, and he said yeah. she was the love of his life. Um, and he really like protected her. I mean, he didn't let like any celebrities come to like the funeral and stuff like that. Like, he was very protective of her. Yeah. You know, the next, I guess we move on to the next year. Now it's uh, 19. So the other one, what we just named was, uh, kind of like a 49. break between yeah. 48, 49. And now, uh, the next events take place in 1950 and they start off with Joe McCarthy. Uh, he was a Senator from Wisconsin, infamous Senator, um, known to really started the red scare of 1950s and, uh, you know, communist witch hunts. It lasted for years until ultimately he, well, I guess he went he after the army. Like, when he went after yeah, the he army, went, he went after the army, and that's, that's when it was. When, the end of that. That's when they were like, "All right, that's it," because that's, they kind of stood up to him, and he he never gave those names that he always said he had, and he. Yeah, he's still, so for those who don't know, he said he had these names of very known communist infiltrators. I guess in within the, state, the United States, state you know, in the government, yeah, yeah. government. If, if you were suspected as a communist in 1950, your career was over. Like oh, if yeah. someone, like even jokingly, well, I guess it wouldn't be something you joked about. But if someone literally said, you know what, you're such a communist, boom, your career's over. Like it was that insane in 1950. 
they compare it. And actually, I don't know if when you teach it, but I know a lot of teachers and myself, whenever we teach that, we compare it often to the um, Salem Witch Trials. Salem Witch Trials, yeah, stuff. That's usually how and that's kind of how the textbook, yeah. yeah, kind of textbook makes that comparison. So Jim McCarthy, Richard Nixon. Um, we just talked is, about Richard Nixon. Yeah, we just talked about this is Nixon before all that. This is when he's first elected to the Senate. Yeah. So you see, this is like the beginning of Nixon in the national spotlight, I guess you could say. Yep. Then you have Studebaker. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is around the time when he, the checker speech, remember Nixon's checker speech, mm-hmm. where he was getting um, campaign, like basically like secret campaign funds that were um, donations that were given to him. And the story broke. This is again, when he's just in the Senate and stuff, and then eventually vice president. So the story breaks that he's getting all these donations and people want him to return these donations. So he goes on national television and this becomes known as the checkers speech because it was about his dog named checkers. And he basically says, fine, I'll return the money that was given to me, but I also got this dog checkers and I will not give him back because he is a member of our family. It becomes known as the infamous checkers speech. speech. Again, this is him becoming on that national spotlight. People are now knowing Richard Nixon's name. He's going to become vice president under Eisenhower. He'll lose the election to JFK, but he will later become president himself. And we all know how that's going to end. Yeah. Studebaker. Studebaker. All right. Well, this was a popular car in the 1950s. Basically it looked like a, it was going backwards. Backwards, right? It had a torpedo front yeah. and, a, uh, rear, and like a rear window. And, yeah, the, and the company actually goes out of business in 1966. Yeah. Uh, you just – people – once someone says a car looks like it's driving backwards, it's just not going <laughs> to not gonna work. Uh, all right. Television. Um, yeah. So <laughs> television. obviously it became very popular in the 40s, early 50s. Um, most uh, – Ten-inch screens. Ten-inch screens, right? And you had to get up, guys. You had to get up to like change the channel. Station. Sorry, I'm talking over you, you there. Did. Yeah, go ahead. You had to get up to change the channel. I know people are not really. I must be. That's uh, not a shocking. shady one. Yes. You know, so this is crazy. I, when I grew up in Poland, um, which you know this has come up numerous times on this podcast. When I was growing up in Poland, we had again. This is like late '80s, like 1990, and we still only have two channels, and and a lot of people still own black and white televisions as like their primary TV. So, you know, in America in 1990, you know, 89, you were living a dream. I had a black and white TV. And I remember like the movie that came out um, was Jaws. And it was finally shown on television in like 89. And it was in black and white. So the first time I saw Jaws, I, I was under the impression that the movie was in black and white. When I, when I came to America right after, I, I saw it in color because it was like on Channel 11. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> a totally different movie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I w- I've been lied to in communist Poland. Everything's <laughs> shocking. <home>. Shocking. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, my goodness. All right. North Korea, South Korea. I now, think we just got to cover that. Speaking of communism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. Right. I think we, I guess we kind of did this one already. Um, North well, Korea attacks South Korea. It's during this time is when the Korean War breaks out. June 25th is the beginning of the Korean War, um, which stretches till 1953 is when the ceasefire and the technically still going on today. So that's, that's where that mentions is. Well, some people don't even think of this as a war, which is ridiculous. It's, it's a war. But well, UN, they, oh, it's a police. A UN police, police action. action. But yes. Yes. It's, yes. People die. It's a war. They're fighting. Yes. Um, so in the last one for 1950 is Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Obviously a sex symbol. She was married to Joe DiMaggio. She's also really known to have rumored, or I guess it's a rumor, that she was with President JFK and, the and with yeah. and the brother Bobby Kennedy. Um, when I say that, sometimes like it comes up in you know in class, and and students are like, "Wait, didn't she have an affair with you know JFK?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and his brother, and they're like, 
really? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure what's happening like, at the same time. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. Like, <laughs> you know, the stuff you say sometimes in the class, and you're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Take that mm-hmm. back. It's not what I meant. Actually, because of these relationships with JFK and Bobby Kennedy, that's why they say that, as well as like a mafia boss, right? Yeah. They say that she died under suspicious so circumstances, circumstances because yeah. perhaps she knew too much, um, whether that's the truth or not, again, yeah, it's one of the things never going to be know. never going to be fully out there. Yeah. All right, 1951, Rosenberg's, Rosenbergs right, husband and wife, yes. Ethel husband and, and Julius, yes, executed for selling secrets of the atomic weapon or atomic bomb to the Soviet Union. When this came out, first of all, no one thought that Soviet Union was going to be so quick in getting an atomic bomb after us. So it was a shock. And the second that the Soviets um, detonated the first bomb, people are like, there's no way they came up with this by themselves. There had to have been some form of spies in the US Manhattan Project. The Soviets had spies in the Manhattan Project. Yep. But uh, Julius and they definitely said that Julius Rosenberg probably knew was doing it. Ethel, they're not sure how I was reading, you know, they're not sure how much she necessarily knew. But she, they're like, well, she knew enough. She was married to the guy. So. They executed her too. Boom. Yep. Of espionage. And that leads to the next one, H-bomb, which is a hydrogen bomb, um, basically developed under the guidance of Dr. Edward Teller. It's a lot more powerful than the atomic bomb. Actually, the atomic bomb is a fuse. That's what he's telling my students. The atomic bomb is a fuse fuse for a hydrogen bomb. It was nicknamed the the super. And it was a big thing. United States have this. Look, yeah, the Soviets have atom bombs. We have hydrogen bombs. Ha ha. And then just a few years later, the Russians also detonate their version of the hydrogen bomb. So both have it. And these are based on nuclear weapons that a lot of that you're talking about a lot of times today are the hydrogen weapons, the hydrogen bombs. And um first test in 1952. And these things are just, you know, they, these are these are the the planet busters basically. You know what's interesting too, like when I when I teach this, when they tested the H bomb out, they actually took it out onto like a small island in the Pacific. And when they detonated, the island literally disappeared. It's not, not there anymore. Yeah, it's not there anymore. It's like the spec on the map had to be erased from that point forward because they blew off an island. Like they blew it off the face of the earth. Yeah, Crazy. That's where that these are the weapons we had in 51 and 52. Yeah. Oh, Imagine yeah, like what we have today. Yeah, yeah. Well, they remember they kept on building them. I guess that's a pro- uh, future podcast, but they make like those bigger and bigger bombs. And then like you're like oh, let's stop testing them like the czar bomb the czar bomba yeah the, the mutual and, uh, and the they're mutual like um, we gotta stop we gotta stop when the shockwave circles around the earth I think it did like twelve times or something like that they're like all right let's yeah. let's stop testing these it's but that, this is the beginning of these big time bombs yeah yeah and also um, the beginning of of the arms race yes between Soviet Union and us so Sugar Ray uh, middleweight boxing champion of the world um, at the time he was considered the best boxer ever next I'm, I'm, is. No. John, yes, is the border border village in Korea. It's it's the location of the truce talks between the two parties um, and during the Korean War. So it was a separation. Uh, it was originally 30th parallel, but they decided on a boundary between the two countries that was more defensible. And the countries also exchanged prisoners of war here also during these negotiations. You know, the war goes on another two years. This is where they're still having the negotiations during that time at this city. Village. Yep. And then Brando, um, obviously Marilyn Brando, became a top movie actor uh, in 51, which is this year, uh, when he received an Academy Award nomination for his role um, of Stanley Kowalski in A Streetcar Named Desire. This is where the, the famous Stella, you know, comes from. Of course, he's the godfather years later. Yep. I had an awesome student named Stella. I've only taught one Stella. So Stella, if you're listening to this, um, I only taught one Stella in my entire teaching career. And 
every time I saw her, like every day, I was like, Stella! And she just smiled. Uh, she took it like a champ. <laughs> King and I, popular Broadway play, uh, later turned into a movie. Um, and then the last one for 51 was Catcher in the Rye, which is a book you highly likely had to read in high school, which is no longer as shocking today as it was, obviously, exactly. in 1951. Yeah. Things change. Yeah, things change. You know. Um, so 52, 52, Eisenhower. Um, Eisenhower becomes his first elected president, wins by a landslide, right? 422 yeah. to 89, right? 12 yeah. votes. And what's also crazy is that he could have ran at any ticket. Like, he was... No was Eisenhower. Like, winning. He was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. The like Democrats he, approached him. The Republicans approached him. They're like, can you run for us for president? For those that know, if you're unaware, Eisenhower was the Supreme Allied Commander in World War II. Yes. The mastermind behind D-Day. Yes. Um, vaccine. Uh, we are talking about um, Jonas Salk. Um, polio. Uh, vaccine for polio, uh, which took years to develop and test. Years. And even then, it was very controversial. And a lot of people are very afraid of taking it. I was just doing research for um, a column that I have in a local paper about the vaccine when it came out in my hometown in the 50s. And people were like, well, I'm not taking this. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. Um, it's very interesting. But polio was such a devastating disease to the world still at that yeah. time. Again, even by the time we were born, polio was pretty much eradicated. Like You didn't really hear about kid people getting polio, at least not in like the Western world that much. Yep. But uh, it's, um, made, it's made a comeback, I've read, too, in certain parts of the world. I have. Well, a lot of people don't vaccinate they don't, either. They don't get vaccinations. Well, they stopped giving it out. I think our generation still got a lot of these vaccines. But as years went on, they said, well, there's no need to give these vaccines anymore. And as you stop doing that, some of these diseases are yeah. going to creep back up. Yeah. Um, England's got a new queen, February 6, 1952. Queen Elizabeth II ascends to the throne upon the death of her father, King George VI. And she's still there. How crazy is that? She is still there. So this is probably one of the few people that we're going to talk about that is still alive at the at oh. today, 2021. Nuts. Yep. Nuts. All right. Um, Marci well, Rocky Marciano, right? Heavyweight boxing champion of the world, retired, undefeated. The only um, retired, undefeated world heavyweight boxing champion, yes. Liberace, right? Was a yes. popular pianist and entertainer, had his own TV show in the 1950s. The um, sequence tuxedos, the the piano. Yeah, supposedly like he's the one that told Elvis Presley to like start wearing wear fancy for... clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa Anna, goodbye. It was so, George Santa Anna. Right? Santa Anna. He died in nineteen fifty-two. He was known for a lot of his sayings. He was basically a um, philosopher, and um, he said one of those famous quotes: "Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it." That was his quote. That was one of his famous quotes. That's that's deep. Philosopher. Yeah. All right. Then we go to nineteen fifty-three. Um, Starting off with Joseph Stalin, we need to. We keep on saying that, but we, this needs to be a podcast. Joseph Stalin. This is, he brings up Stalin here because this is Stalin actually dies in March yeah. of 1953. Um, harsh leader, Soviet Union, the death camps, the labor camps, um, all all that stuff. Yeah, it's a ton you can do on Stalin. We can talk about with Stalin. Basically, he dies, but he has a stroke. Yep, he has a stroke, and then no the one comes into his room for three days. Is yeah, because afraid? they were afraid. They were I mean, afraid. He was probably poisoned. He might. He was probably poisoned. The hat and that was what caused the stroke. Of all that talking, you know what they finally sent in? They sent in um, his cleaning lady. I think they're yeah. like, "Okay, you go in." <laughs> like and they you know, found he was alive. He gets angry. He could he kill was, you. He was like living there for like three days, just like unable to move. Right. Basically, yeah, crazy. All right, Melenkov was a Soviet politician, Communist Party leader. He succeeds. Yeah, yeah, succeeds Stalin. So he kind of put Stalin and Melenkov, uh, you know, together in fifty three. 
Um, what's next? No, Nasser, Nasser right? Nasser, yeah, you yeah, have Nasser. President of Egypt. He okay, was basically the second president of Egypt. Yeah, um, he was considered one of the most Af- uh, most influential Arab leaders in history at the time. Pro- Prokofiev. Prokofiev was a Russian composer, and he dies actually the same day as um, Stalin. And he actually works on a lot of the Romeo and Juliet's uh, productions. And, and Peter the, the Wolf. And Peter and the Wolf, yes. Next one, Rockefeller. There you go. All right, ooh, we can say that one. Rockefeller. They, well, he, oh, this this isn't the Rockefeller. We're talking about no, Nelson and Winthrop Rockefeller. This is Winthrop Ross, Rockefeller. Yes, I got a little confused. Winthrop Rockefeller. Yeah, the grandsons of the yeah. oil, oil time. Basically, him and his wife were involved in a big time, highly publicized divorce during this time. And it, mm-hmm. it ended in 1954 um, with a record breaking at the time $5.5 million settlement. So that's what yeah. she was able to get. Um, you don't really see that. Now that's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But I believe Michael Jordan, I think his wife got like over $500 million in their divorce. Give you an idea. All right. Um, Roy Capanella, all-star catcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers baseball team. Didn't he? He was paralyzed, right? His career was cut short because he got in a car accident, which he wound up uh, making him paralyzed. Yeah. And he got started in the 50s. The Dodgers were very – well, they, they, they leave the Brooklyn, but they're actually in Brooklyn at this point. So that Brooklyn's team is a small little you know town, and they have their own baseball team, and they're really – they're competitive a lot in the 50s. And every year in, in the – basically in the 50s, um, exception of one or two, it's the Yankees, the Giants, or the Dodgers in the World Series. They usually win one or the other. So it was a saying in the 1950s, um, why do they call it the World Series when every year it's played in New York? Oh, look at that. That's a good one. I didn't know that. Communist bloc, um, self-explanatory, basically it's a USSR satellite countries form what is known as the communist bloc, you know, Warsaw Pact, essentially the, the communist nations that were under the control of Soviet Union. Uh, let's jump to 1954 so we could kind of try to get through these. Um, yeah. um, Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn. He he resigned as Joseph McCarthy's chief counsel and enters yeah. a private practice. He's basically McCarthy's lawyer during all that time. When McCarthy falls, he leaves. He's basically just uh, goes in, becomes on private practice. He he abandons basically McCarthy during this time. Yep. Juan Perón, um, president um, Argentina at the time. He spends his last year in Argentina before getting taken over or kicked out in a coup of September 1955. Yep. Um. I think he returned to power in, in 73. He might come back, yeah. Yeah, Perón. He, yeah. he was also the one, him and his wife were the ones that were very um, friendly a- towards a- a- the Perón, Nazis. Yeah. yeah, they were very, toward the Nazis during World War II. A lot of Nazis um, escaped to Argentina under his guidance. Toscanini, um, Arturo, world famous conductor, considered to have been one of the greatest classical conductors of all time. Um, why is he here? He actually. While he's conducting in 1954 in April um, on a radio broadcast on NBC Symphony at Carnegie Hall, he suffers a memory lapse during a performance. Um, and that was the last time he conducted live in public. And he died at the age of 89 in 1957. Then you have um, Darkron, which is a early, it's like a synthetic, a synthetic fiber. It's very similar to um, polyester. And this makes its debut. You start seeing these synthetic fibers come out, basically ushers in the textile injuries that, that we basically know today with all these synthetic fibers and blends. Yep. Uh, DNB and Fu Falls. This is the French Vietnamese capital. Falls yep. to the Viet Cong forces. And it's signaling the end of the French Indochina. Basically leads to the creation of North and South Vietnam. And this is going to be the beginning of uh, American involvement shortly after this in Vietnam, which is going to last for years. Yep. 
And then right, Rock Around the Clock also. I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, Bill Haley in the comments. Um, it was considered the first rock and roll hit. Um, this is 1954. It also, as we said before, it's actually a theme music and the main song from a popular movie called Blackboard Jungle, which um, chronicled or kind of fed off this fear of juvenile delinquency in early 1950s. Mm-hmm. All right, 55. 55 starts off with, with Einstein. Einstein. I, said, I said Einstein. I just said Einstein. All right, Einstein. 1955, <laughs> Einstein. Einstein. I mean, right. that, pretty self-explanatory, right? Theory of relativity, one of the smartest scientists ever, very popular figure later years in life, and he actually dies in 1955. That's why he's here. James Speaking Dean. Um, James Dean was the movie star. Everyone knows James Dean. Um, Rebel, Rebel Without a Cause. cause. Uh, I actually, I was in uh, Indiana two years ago. Two summers ago, I was driving through Indiana and uh, it was one of those like two lane highways and I needed gas and like desperately. So I just made a right hand turn and through these cornfields and I wound up in Fairmont, Indiana. I actually wound up in James Dean's hometown because I needed gas. And uh, so I, I, I stopped at this like little James Dean museum and the guy's like, you know, if you want to see his grave, it's right up the road. I was like, OK, it was such an mm. like surreal gas stop in indiana but i wound up in fairmont indiana and i saw james dean's grave hello everyone my name is tom kearns and i host the anglo-saxon england podcast where i cover the history and culture of england from the departure of the romans in the fifth century to the norman conquest in 1066 so far we've surveyed the collapse of roman rule in britain the migration of the anglo-saxons and the history of northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of viking raiders in the ninth century i hope you'll come and give it a go It was, I was with my two sons, and I was like, guys, you want to go see James Dean's grave? And they're like, who? And I was like, uh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brooklyn's got a winning team. All right. That was the me. Brooklyn Dodgers winning their first and only World Series um, before they moved to Los Angeles a few years later. Yep. David Crockett, we did a podcast on that. Yeah. You guys should David check Crockett, it out. Yes. Um, this, 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 he's mentioned here not because he's alive, but because of the Disney TV show comes out in this time. Exactly. Yep, and uh, the ballad of David Crockett becomes the number one song in 1955. Again, this whole like movie thing, you know, yeah. when it comes to music. David Crockett, uh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan uh, basically Bob same Broadway. thing. Walt Disney Animation yeah. Studios releases their animated version of the play, and it becomes super popular. And there he is. So it's David Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland. So this Elvis Presley signs with RCR, RCA Records at this time, November 21st, and basically the beginning of his career. And which will go on to earn him the reputation as the king of rock and roll. And then in July of 1955, July 17th, actually, Disneyland opens. It's Walt Disney's uh, first theme park. So all this happens yep. in 55. Yep. And then we go to 56. Yeah. Uh, Bar- Bardot, which is Bridget Bardot. She appears in the first mainstream film, um, And God Created Woman. She's basically established as international reputation as the French um, the sex kitten movie star. She becomes, she's very popular culturally at this time. Budapest, anti-communist riots uh, took part in Budapest, Hungary. Um, and the Soviets put down the revolts and arrested many Hungarians, especially students. It was like a young people's revolt against communism, one of the first. But it was also um, it's kind of set a precedent because it showed that the Soviets D- yeah, wouldn't really would, allow these protests, no, anti-communist protests. They sent tanks. And, like, they sent tanks, yeah. That they, would, they would stop it by force. Yep. And then Alabama, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, 1955, African-American Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat um, to a white pa- passenger. I was actually 
I've been on that um on that bus and I sat in that same seat. Yeah, it's in the museum there, yeah. Refused to give up. Um this event is basically the start of the civil rights movement. And Martin yep. Martin Luther King is involved in that, many others have become major figures in the civil rights movement. This all starts yep. right here. Yep. And by the way, the reason why he has it in 1956 is because that is when the Supreme Court ruling uh, came out, November of 1956, that segregation on transportation was unconstitutional. So, Khrushchev, he is the leader of Soviet Union um, after the, the, you know, the death of Joseph Stalin. In 1956, he advocated reform and basically criti- criticized Stalin. Yeah, first person to publicly, well, Soviet, to publicly yeah. criticize what he called Stalin's cult of personality. Yes. So he, he 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 criticizes it. Says you know we can't be doing that, and he actually will be the premier of the of the Soviet Union up until 1974. So yep. we were, later on, we were talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Khrushchev is there. Yep. He uh he visits the United States. Um, and what's interesting when he was visiting the United States, his people contacted the president and asked if it would be possible for him to meet Marilyn Monroe, and they're like, okay. So to get Marilyn Monroe. Um, to this meeting, and he like asks to sit next to her, and apparently he was like a little touchy feely under the table with Marilyn Monroe, and uh, she later talked about that um, in some of her memoirs, and was like he, she said he smelled really badly. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> um, Princess Grace, right? Grace, Grace yeah, Kelly. So Grace Kelly leaves Hollywood. Very known actress. Um, she's one of those actresses that was kind of made, you might say, by Alfred Hitchcock, and then she goes on to marry. Um, Prince of Monaco. Prince Rainier of Monaco. Monaco. Yep, of Monaco. Yep. And then, um, yeah, she becomes Princess Grace. Right. Peyton Place, which is a best-selling novel, uh, is published during this time. And um, it's mild by today's standards, but it shocked a lot of the reserved values of the 1950s at this time. And it, this is a lot of time when when that um, phrase that came out, um, let's skip to the good parts. That's really when this that phrase and that ideal really came out was because of this book, Peyton Place. Yeah. Trouble in the Suez, um, Egyptian um, government basically takes over the Suez Canal and then nationalizes it. And then it's in Egypt's invaded by Britain and France and Israeli forces. And the United States like, uh, yeah, no, you don't you don't invade anything without our approval. That's not going to happen. And, actually, makes, and they backed off. Yeah. Yeah. It makes Britain and France like it embarrasses Britain and France um, and says, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. All right, 1957, Little Rock. Um, nine African American students enroll in Central High School in Little Rock, Little Rock Arkansas. Um, Little Rock Nine. It was getting so violent. People were so against this that Dwight D. Eisenhower actually orders the 101st Airborne Division, um, you know, your famous Banner Brothers from World War II, into Little Rock to um, ensure the safety, safety. safety of the students. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pasternak, Boris Pasternak, is basically, he um, writes his um, famous novel. Uh, on the Soviet Union, um, Dr. Vago. It was made into an award-winning movie also. It was celebrated in Russia as a great poet, but the book was actually banned in the Soviet Union for a, lot, for a while. All right, Mick Mantle. This, you want to take this? Uh, I know. No, I think I should take this one. <laughs> well, again, I, mean, I like soccer because I'm European and you like baseball. I get it. Well, basically, Mickey Mantle is um, – it's Mickey Mantle, okay, famous outfielder, New York Yankees, considered probably one of the best baseball players of all time. He batted both left and right-handed. He won the um, 
MVP in 1957. So it's, it talks about it here. Basically, um, legend of the Yankees and a lot of their World Series and stuff from the, from the 1950s. Next is Jack Kerouac, which was with the author of the best-selling book On the Road, which talks about the uh, beat generation of the late 1940s, early 1950s. And I became actually became a serious alcoholic later on in his um, life, but defining work of that of that beat generation. There's not many books in my life where I I started reading and did not finish. Uh, there's only a handful. Um, I I started this book and I didn't finish it. And I think because I was in high school and I just kind of wasn't understanding it. Um, and I kind of picked it up on my own. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna read this for fun. And it just I, I never finished it. It's still on my bookshelf, and it probably still has a bookmark where I stopped reading it like 20 years ago. Pick it up. It's like a uh, time capsule then. I said, let's do it. All right. Sputnik. Sputnik. Uh, Sputnik, very known, you know, satellite, first satellite sent into space by USSR. Um, United States people got freaked out because they thought it was like a space station that had lasers and stuff. Yeah. It was like, it was like a size of a microwave. Yeah. It literally was like, they sent a dog dog up in uh, Sputnik too, I believe. Right. Nuts. Oh, God knows what I send in. I mean, it was the Soviets. Everything was top secret. No, but no, he's in the dog of the Laka. It's dog. All right. Anyway, is um, Chow In La, and it was basically the premiere of People's Republic of China, survives an assassination attempt um, and other things on the um, charter airliner of the Kashmir Princess. Yep. And you have Bridge on the River, Bridge on the River Kwai, which is at an adaptation of 1954 novel. Um, it actually received seven Academy Awards, including. Best picture, basically, it's about a group of World War II Japanese uh, Americans, but they're prisoners of the Japanese uh, during World War II, and they blow up. A, they are forced to build, and they blow up the bridge to hurt the Japanese. Um, I just saw that movie for the first time, like probably three months ago, and I loved it. And it's I think movie. I actually, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I would have appreciated it if I saw it when I was younger, because I probably would have been like, Ugh, "It's three hours," but it, it was awesome. I really, I really appreciate it. 1958, 58. Lebanon. Still in right? the 50s, man. <laughs> I know it's nuts, man. We're going to uh, Lebanon. That. 118. Pre- 118, yes. Yeah. U.S. President Eisenhower ordered U.S. Marines into Lebanon to request a Lebanese president um, to help stop riots that were occurring in the country. Uh, right. de Charles de Gaulle. Um, yeah, Charles de Gaulle. Go ahead. Re- returns to power as the leader of France. All right, California baseball. I'll leave this one to you. This is basically when the, when the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants move and become so the, the Brooklyn Dodgers become the LA Dodgers and the New York Giants become the San Francisco Giants. They move to the West Coast. This is the beginning of baseball moving to the West Coast. California baseball is the um, they were the first teams west of Kansas City, basically. And they are the when when California got their baseball teams, yeah. Starkweather, Starkweather homicide, homicide. Uh, Charles Starkweather's murder spree, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. No, no, I mean, uh, just him and his girlfriend, right? Uh-huh. Then they went on to like a killing yeah. spree of 11 to 15 people. 11 people, yeah, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, in like a month. A massive um, manhunt. This was like one of these first, like, it's like um, the Bonnie and Clyde of their era, basically. Yep. Okay. That captures that? the attention of Americans. Children of uh, the Minodine, which is basically, this is a drug that uh, was given to a lot of pregnant women during this time. And what they figured out after the fact was that it was actually. Um, Oh, that's causing, where children were like born with ma- massive defects, right? Like limbs were missing. They were, they were missing arms. Most of them were on, would, they would stunt the growth of the of the child, and they were actually usually missing arms. Um, the drug was the drug was quickly taken off the market when they realized this, but that wasn't until 1962. And um, of the 10,000 children born with the birth defects, only 5,000 lived beyond childhood. Like years after the research, it was prevent nausea in chemotherapy patients. So they actually still use it today. Uh, they just make sure that 
pregnant women don't take it. They just weren't aware of this. Yeah. They weren't. It's just before they really tested the side effects on yeah. different serums. Like, oh, we just know it does this. Yeah, but it, it has side effects on pregnant women, but they didn't know that at the time. All right, 59. Um, Buddy Holly. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously very known um, singer uh, and the leader of the Crickets rock group. He dies along with Big Bopper and Richie Valens um, in a plane crash, which is what the American Pie song refers to. The day the music um, died. Yeah. Ben-Hur, um, super long movie, by the way, with Charleston Heston. Um, it was set around the time of Christ. Won, I think it was the leader of Academy Awards for the most Academy Awards until Titanic got, got rid of it. Yeah, it went to 11 monkey. Academy Awards. Yep. Started in 1948. Um, a number of monkeys have been sent into space in various rockets. Um, unfortunately, all of them died in their flights. It wasn't no, until 59, yeah. right, that Abel... Uh, the monkey and Miss Baker, a squirrel monkey, became the first monkeys. To first ones actually came back alive. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was fruit flies, dogs, monkeys, and eventually humans. Uh, mafia leaders. Um, essentially, there was a big meeting with mafia leaders that met in upstate New York during this year to get uh, organized a little better. Hula basically, hoops, um, when it comes out, it confirms that the mafia is real, like the existence yeah. of a nationwide conspiracy. Yeah, hula hoop sales at like the big toy this time, over 100 million in sales. Um, Fidel Castro comes to power at this in 1959 after the revolution in Cuba, visits the yeah. United States a year later. Um, Edsel is a no go. Um, Ford Motor Company. Edsel is his son, and he made a car that was. Well, they, Ford made a car named after Edsel, and it was known as Edsel Ford, and it was supposed to be like the car that was going to reinvigorate Ford, and it, it just not so did much. not go well. Supposed to be what they say, but it was supposed to be uh, between a Ford and Mercury, basically. Yeah, we made it to nineteen sixty, man. Nineteen sixty. This is going to be a long episode. Yeah, we going to be a short podcast. We we, we got to maybe split this into part one, part two. But anyway, <laughs> seriously, this let's, be, let's, be start, let's be start really just naming these things off now. Okay. No, no, we got this. We're just going to keep. We're just going to keep on going. We're just going to keep on going, and it, you know, right, we're going to do twenty nine years. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, all you right. too. U2 is basically uh, in reference not to the band, but the American U.S. U2 spy plane piloted by Francis Gary Powers that was shot down over the Soviet Union in 1960, and it caused the U2 crisis of 1960. We have to admit we were spying on the Soviet Union. Yes. Um, yeah, we were, we didn't want and we didn't want them to know that we were, but we were because True. they shot down our spy plane. Singham Singham Rhee was rescued by the CIA after being forced to resign as a leader of South Korea for allegedly fixing an election and embezzling more than $20 million. Payola, these were the illegal payments for broadcasting of songs. Um, it was very publicized with Dick Clock's testimony before Congress, talking about outrage. Basically, they would music companies would pay to get their clients' songs played on the radio, which, yes. is, which was not supposed to happen. All right, Kennedy, self-explanatory, 1960, uh, President JFK got um, elected. Chubby Checker, singer Chubby Checker, came out with the song The Twist. Which basically like became a sensation, and it's still—I mean, I still hear that song in like weddings. Psycho refers to Alfred Hitchcock's movie Psycho. The most memorable scene is where the main character, which we at least think is the main character, is stabbed to death while taking a shower, apparently by the mother. I mean, this movie is to this day the, yeah, a scary movie of the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Belgium and the Congo, uh, country of Belgian Congo, gained independence from Belgium in 1960, and that's why it just became. Congo. And they had basically civil strife for the next few years. Yeah, like 100,000 deaths. Deaths, yeah, for the next 10 years. Yeah, political parties fought for power. Boom. Right. 1961. Hemingway. Um, he commits suicide in 61. 
That's why he's in 61. Same with, yeah, with depression. Eichmann, Eichmann is a former Nazi leader. Adolf Eichmann was arrested in Argentina and brought to justice in Israel, where he was convicted of war crimes and executed. Basically proved that the um, crimes of the Holocaust were not going to be forgotten, that they were still going to prosecute these people. Stranger in a Strange Land was written by Robert Hyman. is a breakthrough bestseller with themes of basically sexual freedom, liberation. It basically exploited Wasn't he like raised in, on Mars or something. It's about a guy that like he goes, he's born on the first man. He, mission he was the to first Mars. man mission to Mars. Yeah, he was the only survivor. He was raised by Martians, which don't yeah. exist. But yeah, yeah. Nineteen sixty-one. Dylan refers to Bob Dylan. Dylan. Um, kind of started this whole folk music craze. Uh, Berlin. Um, Refers the to wall. the Berlin Wall, which was erected in '61. We kind of talked about it. Which podcast did we talk about this? And did we mention it somewhere? Yeah, I'm almost positive we did. All right, Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, so this is kind of what derails presidents. Um, it's a black guy in Kennedy. Kennedy. Black guy in Kennedy. Yeah. Essentially, so if- what we were trying to do is we were trying to arm Cuban exiles. Uh, arm them and secretly, it's a CIA mission, drop them back in Cuba um, and at the Bay of Pigs. And they were, that was supposed to start this insurrection and an uprising. And everybody else was supposed to join these um, ex-Cubans in overthrowing Castro. But Castro's forces were waiting for them on the beach. And it was a slaughter. Yeah, because we do not send in more forces, the land exactly. forces. Which is why a lot of people said no, that. Yeah. Messed up. Um, all right, 1962. Yep, Lawrence of Arabia, very long movie. And this, see, this is a movie that I did see when I was younger, and I was like, "What is happening?" And I have a feeling that I need to rewatch it because had I seen River Kwai, Bridge of River Kwai, I probably would have felt the same way because this movie is long, but is based on the life of T. Lawrence. Maybe you guys should watch it. Nineteen sixty-two, British Beatlemania, self-explanatory. Beatles take over the world, basically. Right. This is the beginning of the Beatles. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yes. they would. They'd wind up having a bigger tour, I think, in 64. But um, that was like the British invasion. But this is when the British are becoming big time. Yep. Ole Miss um, admits the first black African-American um, student, James Meredith. And uh, actually, U.S. Marshals are, again, called in in order to integrate. Yeah, riots. Yeah, there's a lot of riots. Wasn't Southern- that on um, Forrest Gump? I think it, that was in Forrest Gump. Probably right? one of the ones in Forrest Gump, yeah. Basically, a lot of the Southern people did not want African-Americans coming to their schools. All right, John Glenn. It was the first American that orbited space in right. Friendship 7 on February 20th. He actually becomes the oldest man ever in space later on. Also becomes a senator. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, good to know. Uh, Liston right. beats Patterson. Sonny Liston and Floyd Patterson fought for the World Heavyweight Championship September 25th, ending in a first-round knockout. And it was the first time Patterson had ever knocked out any of his anyone and only eight of his losses in his 20-year professional career. Yeah, and he was boss and the most feared boxer until another Fought. boxer knocked him out, and that was Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay, who Ooh. after the fight changed his name to Muhammad Ali. Yes. All right, um, 1963. Oh, we're getting there, man. And actually, you know what? It's okay because he eventually like, kind of stops the whole chronological thing and starts just naming things. Yeah, after this. So yeah, we're good. Well, All right, Pope yeah, Paul VI was uh, was Pope or leader of the Catholic Church from 63 to 78, which is why it's Pope Paul in 63. Malcolm X, civil rights movement, he was the counter, I guess, to MLK. All right, would you say counter? I would say counter. I yes guess. and no. I mean, yes and no. He, he was a little more, a little more radical, I guess you could say, a little more yeah. African, but he wasn't, yes and no. He actually did, he wasn't for violence necessarily. 
No, he was about the idea of black power. Like, you should be yeah. proud of being black. See, his idea was, I don't want to integrate with the white races, which is what MLK was talking about. He said, no, no, I just want an equal share of the same life. Like, yeah. no, I want he, to be black. He, he made things black. he wanted like that, what he called um, respectability of all races. Exactly. Yeah, getting assassinated in 65. Assassinated in 65, yeah. British, uh, British politician sex. Uh, it's a sex scandal. Um, Secretary of State. Or rather, yeah, Secretary of State for War, right? Yeah. Um, was highly respected and married, but essentially he has an he has an affair, an affair with, with a showgirl. And then there was a bunch of questions about it before the House of Commons, and when the truth came out, it led to his own resignation. A lot of other undermined the credibility, basically, of the Prime Minister at the time. Yeah, and then he ends. This is interesting because he kind of ends this chronological thing of decades with JFK blown away. Um, what else do I have to say? Exactly. And and after that, the 64 to 89, it's no longer per decade. He kind of just, just, you know, they're not in this, the right order per se. They kind of no, just- No, he's, he's just naming events, people, political uh, political events, social events, sporting events from this point on. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I guess we could just kind of talk about some of these, but I don't know if we need to hit up all of them. Uh, we birth just control. name them. Yeah, birth control. Yeah, birth control, right. Um, oral the oral contraceptives known as the pill come out during this time. Yes. And actually a lot of people thought like a lot of um, males in Congress thought this is terrible and women should not have the right to take the pill. If Ho Chi Minh, the Vietnamese communist who served as president of Vietnam, yeah. Ho Chi Minh trail supply lines to North Vietnamese, so the Viet Cong rebels in the South, basically a famous name in, in Vietnamese culture. Yeah. Uh, Richard Nixon back again. Former president, former vice president, Richard Nixon is now elected president in 1968. And then he says, uh, Moonshot Woodstock. Moonshot is referred to Apollo 11, the first unmanned lunar landing, successfully yeah. lands on the moon. And then Woodstock, uh, famous rock and roll festival in 69. That basically yeah. came to be like the epicenter of the counterculture movement. And what again, we just talked about um, on our last podcast. Um, obviously, the biggest scandal political scandal of United States career, uh, not career, I guess, United States, United States history. Definitely. Yeah. History. I would say. Yeah. Uh, punk rock hits the music scene with such groups as sex pistols. Um, and then what's next? If punk rock Begin, Begin was a prime minister of Israel of Israel, Reagan. Yeah. See, he's kind of just, he's looking for things that go together now. So it's Begin, yeah. Reagan, Palestine. So um, you're right. Like there's like, no, he just kind of went with it. Towards Reagan the is basically the former, there's a future president, Ronald Reagan, was also a former movie act, movie star at the time. And because even is, when he talks about like terror on the airlines, you notice that like he's not referring to any one specific event. Well, there was like, a several. There were several actually in that span of seventy six to seventy seven. But you skip Palestine's in there, so it's Begin Reagan Palestine terror on the airline. So see the yeah. Begin Reagan Stein line. He's just trying to put things yeah. together here. So yeah, yeah, Palestine is the ongoing Israeli. Palestinian conflict uh, escalates during this time when Israel establishes settlements in the West Bank, which was which was. I'm kind of getting this whole. You know how he said, like it feels like there's a fly buzzing around your head when he sings this song. Just trying to like speed explain this song. I kind of get it. Like this is just a lot. It's also a catchy song though. But even like going over it, I just remember like a lot of parts. I thought he said something different. (laughs) Yeah, right. Until you're like, uh, I'm actually looking at it. So you have terror in the airlines refers to a lot of um, aircraft hijackings. Yeah, Yeah. that take place during this time, particularly the Palestine hijacked of Air France in um, in um, Air France number 1939. 
Ayatollahs in Iran, talking about Shah of Iran, who's supported by the United States. Russians in Afghanistan, he's talking about the uh, Russian invasion of Afghanistan, which actually was like their, uh, Vietnam. their Vietnam. Yeah, that could be a good podcast. Oh, yeah, if um, you ever watch if, a great movie about that is Charlie Wilson's War, if you ever saw it with Tom Hanks. Never saw it. Great movie, great movie. All right. Anyway, 19, 1980s now. Here we go. Wheel of Fortune. Everyone, come on, you know Wheel of Fortune. They spin a wheel. They try to guess puzzles. It's Vanna White. I'm pretty sure Vanna White's still on the Wheel of Fortune. She's still on it. Yeah, so is Pat Sajak. They both started hosting in 1980. Um, Pat Sajak in 81, Vanna White in 82. What? Yep. I wasn't even alive when they started this. So, yep, and it's still going no. today. Still going today. Um, Sally Ride. We're in 83 now. Sally Ride, June 18th. She becomes the first African-American woman in space by flying aboard the Challenger. Yep. Um, heavy metal suicide in the 70s and 80s. Again, this is more of like he's grouping things together now, right? In the 70s and 80s, um, a lot of heavy rock bands became popular like Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, and a lot of um, – they were actually sued. Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest were actually sued for fan suicides after listening to some of their songs like Suicide Solution and Better You, Better By You. Better by than me, respectively. So they actually got sued. It's the beginning of like a lot of these. We would see it later on, like in the '90s, right? Like the video games and stuff like that. Like, yeah. oh, they're, they're making kids violent. These are the same. These songs are making people, kids violent. Yeah. Foreign debts um, causing increase in inflation, as well as burden on American taxpayers. Uh, you know, talking about Reaganomics and post Reaganomics, really the end of Reagan, you know, Reaganomics. Yeah, so it goes um, foreign debts, homeless vets, about veterans coming back from the Vietnam War. A lot of them yeah. just having a hard time with and being basically homeless and impoverished during this time. You're right. Like he's just trying to rhyme at this point because homeless vets and foreign debts don't necessarily, well, though I guess foreign debts really kind of starts with. He's looking for things that rhyme. He's looking for bullet points. Now I would say yeah. more. AIDS. Right. This is when AIDS first comes out. Well, it first becomes recognized in the 1980s on, on its way to becoming a um, global pandemic. At yeah. the time, the 80s. Uh, crack cocaine surges in the mid to late 1980s. Yeah. If you actually listen to this part of the song, he's much more – in the beginning of the song, he's very calm. He's very, It's very like – everything's very like nice and like it's it's a calmer song. As he's getting later on to like the 1980s, this sort of stuff, it's much more intense when you hear it. Sally Ride, Heavy Metal, Suicide, Foreign Deaths, Home Effects, AIDS, Crack, and goes on. It's, it's much more intense. It speeds up. Um, then you have Bernie Gotts, which was basically a, a um, December 22nd, he shot four young black men who said he was trying to mug him in New York City subway. He was charged with attempted murder, but was later acquitted on charges, um, though he was was convicted of carrying an unlicensed gun. Still shows the race relations in the in yeah. The guy only got eight months in prison for shooting four young men. Yeah, who are, who are unarmed. He just yeah. basically said, I need to shoot him in self-defense. This is in New York City, 1984. And the issue was he also, once the one was on the ground, he didn't shot him again and severed his spine or something. Yeah, paralyzing him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And he turned himself in. He went and turned himself in. And a lot of New Yorkers say, oh, he's a hero. So it brought a lot of attention to that whole debate. Nuts. Yeah. Hypodermics on the shore. Hypodermics needles, basically. Yeah. Medical yeah. waste was washing up, particularly like Long Island, New Jersey, Connecticut, after being illegally dumped at sea. This kind of like before this event it was kind of that a lot of these companies would dump their waste into the ocean and hide it was out of sight out of mind they're like no it's actually going to wash up but imagine that being on a beach and like hypodermic needles like washing up on shore so um one of the turning points so basically about environmentalism really started at this point so this we have to find another way to dispose of these things then you have 1989 china under martial law may 20th china declares martial law resulting in the use of military force 
the famous Tenement Square protest. We yeah. have rock and rock and roller cola wars, um, soft drinks, Coke and Pepsi each um, run marketing campaigns using rock and roll and popular theme songs. You know, Teenager- got me to Coke, like you know, but like Coke hires Paul Abdul, right? And then Pepsi hires Michael Jackson. I love how they think Paul Abdul is going to equal Michael Jackson. Well, then Michael Jackson sets his hair on fire. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah, commercial. I mean, the Cola Wars basically had that Pepsi, right? The the Pepsi Challenge, yeah. which ushered in new. Could we do a podcast just on the soda wars, man? <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Soda wars, but anyway, that's we didn't start funny. the fire. We probably said it at least four times during this podcast that we should do a podcast on that. And I'm pretty sure none of us wrote it down because I didn't, and I know you didn't. Oh, yeah, well, I'm. I'm a. I'm. We're history teachers. We remember stuff, so it's okay. Yeah, right. We remember stuff. So yeah, so that's we didn't start the fire. Uh, it's this based bunch of bullet points and there's been so many parodies of these um i remember one that came out pretty recently in um 2019 with um, jimmy fallon he got all the cast members of the avengers for avengers endgame to come together and he did like oh, really? a parody of um of it where we didn't the theme we didn't start to fire and everything it was, it was really cool um there was a recent one i read that there was one um from a youtuber that did um it was called the 2020 song it was basically a year in review of all the craziness from 2020 with that tune we didn't start to fire Oh wow! About the pandemic and everything. So that again, it's it, it's just a overload. I really like the description. It's an overload of information. I think I might put that in our description because I mean that's basically what this was. I mean we've done some lists before, but I think this was like this is it's one hundred eighteen, hundred eighteen events. I guess since we did this in like under an hour, I, we should be proud of ourselves. Yes, yeah, less than a minute for each one. That's a lot. Dang it! Well, Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy Joel we from Jersey. Yeah, my assumption is that so at some point you probably heard this song in your history class. If you haven't, go listen to it now. If you type haven't, it, type, type it in the YouTube. Yes. Yep. If you have not, you should. And now, hopefully, you'll know a little bit more about it, and it won't make you know it won't seem like just one long list. Although that's pretty much what that was. Yes. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? It was a good idea. It was a good idea when we sat down to do this. All right, it's I'm gonna stand idea. by. It. I'm gonna stand by it. It's still a good idea. All right. So, thank you now very you much, know. guys. Now now we know, right? Now we know. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not dissect any more songs. Well, at least not this one. Jeez. So we, we, um, we did it for you. You don't have to. You don't have to. We did it for them. They don't. Have, they don't have to go in. That's uh, right. No one has to do it. We did it. Yeah, for you can just listen to it on the next time you hear Billy Joe. What 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 does that mean? What does that mean? There you go. Listen to the podcast, and you know right. all the history to the song. And with that, <laughs> with that, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in again. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure, and I hope you guys enjoy your rest of your week. See you later. Stay safe, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast. And if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade, a 
acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.